Hello, my name is Conor Geerty. I'm director of LSE's Institute of Public Affairs and a professor of human rights law. I've come to Scotland, to Glasgow in particular, to the University of Strathclyde, to talk about written constitutions. We'll be asking in particular about a value that underpins many constitutions, this idea of equality of esteem. What equality is about is acknowledging the humanity of each and every person and therefore esteeming them, not being valued because you're white, because you're rich or you're brainy, being valued because you're a member of the human race. If you have to respect a person without checking their bank balance, then that actually has implications for the poorest. Equality of esteem sounds at one level light and easy. Thought through is very difficult. In Bulgaria, where I'm from, equality of esteem would mean the right to make decisions for yourself. For me, this is what our lives are about, to be free, to be uh, yourself in, the, in everywhere you're living in. Right. But what about this one? I put down pornography, and I don't want to just leave it there, you'll think, God, that guy's weird. In the middle of that class, he randomly wrote pornography on the board and never explained it. How far does to be yourself go? The idea of liberal freedom, its biggest drawback is term, it doesn't deal with structural inequality, it doesn't deal with power imbalances. Somebody's freedom to use pornography is somebody else's uh, enslavement. I think for me esteem is sort of about respect and what we do have is a real class issue in the country and you can't have esteem equally until you can address that. My belief is that we're not equal and it's quite obvious. We are equal as a human beings as such, obviously. It does not matter if you're a female or a male, etc. But obviously there are differences which makes us different. So we're not equal in general sense of, of this word. Yeah. Then about the freedom. You could be free to say anything you want, but if you harm someone if, with the things you say, that's the boundary. And that's obviously would be kind of thing to, to consider within the constitution in a written form. What about you? You raised it making decisions for yourself, death, marriage, morality. There are boundaries about the decisions, of course there are. We can't be a society if, if, if everyone thinks uh, only about himself. This is not a society, this is individualistic. But yeah, I think that everyone should have the opportunity to make the decision for themselves if and how and where do they want to get married? And to whom? Man, woman? Yeah. I think that nowadays um, the traditions that are imprinted to, for example, some countries, some cultures, um, are some sort of a slavery. And so you see this as a, as a route to freedom. Esteem is a route yes. to freedom. Yes. Yeah. So say you are a young woman with eating disorders and you are dying. Does esteem require us to let that person make a decision to die? Yeah, you're making the decisions for yourself, but you're not sure if they're right or wrong. Yes. This is... Yeah. Now, I think this is another value. 
I think we're running up against the value of autonomy here, individual choice. Whereas in fact, esteem is a bit more about me in a place, me as part of something. So these things can clash. If I want to die, if I want to starve myself to death, why should I be treated against my own, own wishes? And that's, and that's freedom as well. So obviously, you know, that's, that's going to be a kind of huge discussion for written constitution as a, as a written document as well. What about prisons? Does equality of esteem tell us anything about how we should treat prisoners? If you give somebody a life sentence with no serious possibility of release, the European Court of Human Rights says that's inhuman and degrading punishment. Is esteem something which takes its meaning from the moment? Gay marriage is a very good example. In 2010, nobody thought about it. In 2014, it's law. That's how quickly times can change. Or is esteem something we put in a written constitution which we are sure will last? If it is, do we end up with the right to bear arms as a creature of personhood which haunts us for generations to come? On that point, in either alternative, all you're going to have is the morality of the majority, or at least of the perceived majority, being superimposed upon everyone. And it makes you question what looks like quite an attractive idea in a constitution as something just a sort of prescriptive way of challenging and well controlling behaviour. I think that there is really only one value that is universal and that is the value that values change. <laughs> uh, because a constitution uh, should work within the ethical framework of, contempor of a contemporary generation. A future generation might disagree and that's why that value values change should be the one, the only one that's really entrenched in a constitution.